Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hit it. And The Zone Sports Network. Second and ten. Huntley dropped the snap. Now has to add lib. He's pretty good oh, at that, nice though. Snap. about it? Zach Moss takes a broken play and may go. Almost went the distance. Jalen Hawkins saves the touchdown. Spencer, you've got a busted play. Defense reacts, and then all of a sudden, they're out of position. Second and goal. Moss again. Touchdown. His 32nd career touchdown. Going deep. It's caught. Touchdown. It's Brian Thompson. His third touchdown, that one measures 40 yards in the playbook, wide open. It all feels really good when, you know, when it comes in a win and it came in the uh, type of fashion that it came in tonight. So uh, just grateful, you know, everything went uh, well. Everyone got out injury-free, so it was a good night. It was a good night for the University of Utah. They continue to roll in Pac-12 play. First shutout in Pac-12 play, shutting out the Cal Bears at rice Eccles Stadium 35-0. Uh, lots of thoughts on this game, most of them on the defensive side. The, the defense is just playing out of their minds. Uh, held Cal to 60 yards passing. That's it. 60. Only to be outdone by the rushing yardage uh, where they held Cal to 23 yards rushing. So uh, uh, a whopping (laughs) uh, 83 total yards uh, from the Cal Bears over the weekend. And then, uh, you know, Cal has this defensive reputation, but we talked about it a little bit on Friday, Austin. It's not quite where you imagine that it is. They're about 49th, 48th in the country in total defense, and and Utah went out there and did really whatever they wanted to do. And Tyler Huntley had another great game with 214 yards and a touchdown, and he got to sit out the second half, which I think is a big deal. Uh, I do think he's nursing a little something. I mean, uh, Kyle Whittingham said as much during his press conference, uh, nursing a little something with the uh, with the ankle. And so he got to sit out the second half. Jason Shelley came in and did a nice job. Jason Shelley came in before that and did a nice job on some running downs. Uh, so Utah, I mean, you can't say enough uh, how well they're playing right now. And now they roll into their most difficult game left on the schedule, going up there to Seattle to take on Washington. And as long as Tyler Huntley Hunt is is healthy, I mean, they are rolling into this game. And I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it now. I'm certainly picking Utah. I mean, Washington Roll. lost to Stanford for, for crying out loud. Uh, why, not meaning that Washington's terrible by any means, but they're certainly vulnerable. Yeah, they changed over 15 starters this year. I, I talked about it all summer, Austin. And we called you crazy, Jake. Gordon certainly called me crazy. But Jacob Eason's a really good quarterback, and uh, Chris Peterson, you know, Washington's going to be really well coached. I mean, it's 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 not going to certainly be easy. That stadium up there is is raucous, so Utah will have to be at their best. But at at this point, who would doubt that Utah would be at their best this weekend? And the way uh, I thought Hans and Scotty were great when they were kind of predicting what Witt would say at the beginning of his press conference, but Scotty said something that was right on the money. You know, he picked okay because Witt was going to be very businesslike at his press conference, and that's exactly how he was. Extremely businesslike. He's going to keep this team's eye on the ball, focused on, on what's ahead, and it's going to be the toughest game that they've had in a while. I mean, Cal's offense is... Cal's offense is... Mm, they don't have one. Awful. Oh. Awful. And the, the true freshman, I mean, that was just unfair. 
And Jaden Daniels, I mean, beating Arizona State the way they did was pretty impressive because Jaden Daniels had been slinging it a little bit going into that game. But true freshman again, and he didn't stand a chance. And then the Beavs, uh, they've got their issues. So this is going to be the toughest test the Utes have, have had since uh, USC. There's no doubt about it. But I, I mean, the, the way they're playing now, there's no reason why they shouldn't go into Seattle and handle their business. None. You used the word there, doubt. When you said uh, who, who doubt or no, no one doubted that the Utes would be able to go in there and take care of business against Cal. Is yep. that what you, you uh-huh. said? Tony and I were talking today about trusting a Pac-12 team and how dangerous that idea can be at times to put full wholehearted trust into anyone in the Pac-12 any given season because it seems they all eventually fall to someone they shouldn't be falling to. And Utah did have the slip up against USC earlier in the year on, on that Friday night at the Coliseum. But as it sits right now, I was asking Tony who he trusts in the Pac-12, and he said he trusts Oregon, but he trusts Utah more than anybody. And I think that's accurate. I think you can trust Utah if Tyler Huntley remains healthy. If Tyler Huntley remains healthy and remains the starter and turns in good starting uh, chunk minutes, no one's stopping the Utes except Utah, including Washington, in my opinion. And if it does play out where Oregon beats USC this weekend and Utah beats Washington, I think it's in the bag, and I think that they would beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Uh, okay, I, I like your bravado today, Austin. On a Monday, you are feeling good. Um, I don't know if I'd be that confident against the Ducks, because I think, I think the Ducks are really good. I know that they didn't exactly How many know, points did Washington State out score Washington against State. Utah? Yeah, no, I got it. And then they went and put 35 against Oregon. And I'm I'm surprised that that Oregon uh, only beat or only won that game 37-35 on that uh... on a soccer player. <laughs> a soccer player is what took it to beat Washington State. But I still think Oregon is I still think Oregon's really good. But Utah, I mean, I, I think Utah and Oregon are, are on a separate level. Uh, USC has been a bit of a leaky vessel. I mean, that game against Colorado, I don't know how that would inspire great confidence for anybody, but they played Notre Dame tough. And what they did to Utah, they should absolutely uh, be given be given credit for. But they're certainly not home free. They lost to BYU. By any means. But there are, there are some teams in the Pac-12, I think, that we're seeing them bottom out a little bit. I mean, Arizona is sep- separating it self a little bit to the to the south end of things so uh, we're, we're seeing that a little bit and Utah's as good right now as anybody in the league so they should uh, have you seen a line in fact I can look it up right now it is three and a half Utah it should be that's a, that's that's about right where it should be maybe even a little bit more but certainly uh, Washington should not be favored in that game which may actually be kind of a, a negative because Utah is much better at playing as the underdog than they are the front runner. But nonetheless, the way that they're playing right now is uh, is terrific. Would you have taken Utah to cover that twenty one and a half? Yeah, you would have uh-huh. before they, the game. Hans and I were talking about that on were Friday. Okay. Yeah, because oh, Hans, that's right, you were. Hans had it at twenty. I said I'd, I'd go north of that even. So would you take them to cover again this weekend? Yeah, right now I would. You? Not quite there. Well, the only the only pause I have is this Tyler Huntley situation. Because he, he he tried to John White the fourth everyone last week. He told PK, I'm playing, no doubt about it. I'm going to be there. And then you heard Whittingham in the postgame say it was right up to game time. Mm. But they're like, well, let's go ahead and give it a shot. If he can't, if he, now there's, no, I'm not reporting anything. I'm just saying it gives me pause if he is injured and it's a leg and it keeps him from playing. Suddenly things are not as uh, locked up for the, for yeah. the Utes as I feel. 
All right, and I do want to weigh in real quick on Utah State and Air Force, and then we'll get to, to the Jazz with David James coming up at, uh, at 3.30 because DJ will be here. Um, Jordan, uh, well, let's let, 31-7. to 7, and, and listen, Gary Anderson was on with DJ and PK uh, this morning, and he was, he was absolutely terrific. Um, and he didn't hide from anything. It was a, it was a really good interview. But one thing that with obviously the big storyline going on with Utah State is what's going on with Jordan Love. 114 yards, 14 to 23, one touchdown. Has he regressed? What's what? What is the story there? And how could it not be? I mean, Jordan Love's year last year was was special. There's no doubt about it. And I want to kind of combine Utah State and Utah conversation for a second because I don't want to give Jordan Love a, a major excuse, but there are a couple of things working against him. Whatever whatever Mike Sanford Jr. is coming up with to connect with Jordan Love and game plans and that sort of thing, it's. Uh, I think there is some responsibility there, and, and Gary, by the way, put a, put uh, you know blame on the coaches, not specifically in connection with Jordan Love, but he said yeah, we got to coach better. No doubt about it. I mean, you lose thir- you you lose the Air Force, no shame in it. But thirty one seven and the way you lost, uh, th- that is is inexcusable, and the offense is completely inept at the moment. So the the leader of that offense obviously needs to change a few things. So I'll I'll say that the other thing. And I'll give I'll give Jordan Love one excuse, but I don't feel bad because I know Love and Huntley get compared all the time, right? I gave Tyler Huntley the same excuse. Uh, Austin, what has been Tyler's poorest performance this year? And not to say it was dreadful, but what's been his poorest performance this year? Uh, well, it's a loss, so it's USC. USC, right? And that Monday after the USC game, I came on and I talked about how I'm not even I'm not even shoveling blame onto Tyler Huntley for that performance. He was running for his life. The protection that game was dreadful. And Witt explained it at his press conference. He said that they were having trouble with the twist. USC was running it over and over again, and it really got him. What have they done since? To Utah's credit, they had just the way they're coaching some things, as Witt said he was going to do, and they haven't had really any issue. I mean, can you think of any, Austin? I mean, they've made some adjustments and and plugged the gap. No problem. But in that particular game, the way the offensive line was playing, I mean, what was Tyler Huntley going to do? What, what do you want him to do at that point? I mean, he's he's being flushed by two or three guys who get into the backfield every single play, every single time he drops back. Jordan Love's offensive line right now is horrendous. If you're taking a bunch of quarterback hits against Air Force, something is wrong. And and for a couple of reasons. Air Force's defensive line is is very undersized. They shouldn't really dominate any game. But the other thing they are is they're really technically sound. They have to be. They're Air Force. I mean, that's their life is discipline. You know? And so if if Utah State can't handle these unique looks from uh, from Air Force, uh, then there's something really wrong with that offensive line. They should not that is not a game where if you're a good, dif- disciplined offensive line, you should be getting dominated up front. And, and Air Force's offensive line, which also dominated, is a little bit of a different story because at least you can point to it and say, well, they're, they're chopping on every play. Air Force is always difficult from that standpoint, you know? But on the Utah State side of things, their offensive line, I mean, you can, they gotta be, they got to be better. you gotta give your, you got to give your dude a chance. you got to give Jordan Love a, a, a chance to do his thing. And not to say that that he's been perfect. And again, I know this is an excuse I'm giving to Jordan Love. I'm not excusing at all. But that's one thing. 
I mean, come on. And Gary's big thing today, and he's he's right. And I get it why he's saying it. There's there is a a, a PR aspect to this. You know, he's saying it's not on the quarterback where everybody wants to focus the attention. It's on everybody else doing their jobs. But he is he is right. I mean, football is the ultimate team game. If the offensive line isn't going to do their job, well, then the quarterback is going to have a lot of trouble doing his. It was true for Tyler Huntley against USC, and it's been true a number of times for Jordan Love for Utah State. And uh, to your point, the Aggies give up the sixth most per game sacks in the country. Oh, brutal. I mean, I, I caught Scotty's the end of Scotty's call when I was driving home from the, the Jazz game Saturday night. Uh, and and Scotty was just talking about the ultimate domination on, on both sides of the ball, and I'm just thinking, Utah State shouldn't be getting dominated by Air Force's defensive line. Air Force's defensive line shouldn't be dominating anybody. I am uh, I might weigh more than two guys on the Air Force defensive line. Right. And Gordon likes to pretend I'm this big, huge fatty, <laughs> and I'm no Adonis, but I could probably play defensive line for Air Force. Yeah. But, but listen to Hans talk about this. I mean, Air Force is going to be super disciplined, but as long as you do your job the way that you're coached, you know, physically you should be able to handle anything that Air Force throws at you. When they, you know, on that offensive side with the, with the option, it makes it extremely difficult because that scheme is difficult to stop and you never, you never see it. But on the other side of the ball on defense, I mean, come on, come on. I know they're not going to make a lot of mistakes, but, but you should be able to, to give your quarterback a half a heartbeat to throw the ball. Yeah, and you're always going, on the other side, Jake, you're always going to lose time of possession against Air Force. Yep. Always and forever. But maybe not forty-five to twelve or whatever, fourteen or whatever oh, it was. Man. Well, the uh, the defense couldn't couldn't get off the field. Uh, I, and, and you're right, Austin. That happens to to a lot of teams. Uh, but the way that Air Force racked up four hundred and forty-eight yards of rushing, four hundred and forty-eight yards of rushing. I mean, again, I get it. It's Air Force. And but their O line have, have a little pride. And their O line ain't big either. Nope. So I don't know what the deal is with Utah State. Tony and I were saying we don't we don't know what to expect of this BYU and Utah State game because one both teams could go either way. Both teams could go either way. It's true. All right, David James uh, should be joining us coming up right around the corner. It was quite the weekend of basketball for the Utah Jazz. We saw some tough things on Friday, and then we saw some really good things on Saturday. We'll talk about that coming up next. Not to mention that they're going against the red hot Phoenix Suns. Tonight, down in the Valley of the Sun, tip-off for that will be at 8 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 7. Ben Anderson coming in tonight for pre-game. All right, it is the big show. Gordo out for at least one more day. DJ hopefully will be along here in a minute. Uh, Austin here, of course. It is 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
my every shot tonight was was wide open three. So that's that show us how how unselfish we are, and we are looking for the good to great. Like whoever got a good shot, it's passing the ball for the for the guy that got a great shot. So, but once once again we control we control the board. We didn't play great offense first first two games, but but finally we find a stroke and we hit a we knocked down a couple trees, and then and then pain was 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 wide open to to attack to attack the rim as well. Certainly a tale of two games over the weekend. Welcome on back to Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, David James will be along here in a moment. And we know that because we just uh, looked down and saw him hustling across the courtyard here at Vivid Smart Home Arena. He's got a long stride. He does have a long stride. Have you ever noticed this about DJ? He is a determined person. Like whatever he decides to, to focus his energies on, he is extraordinarily determined. And that even means... Uh, uh, walking across the courtyard. Like, have you ever seen him walk upstairs? Uh, no. He's on it. I mean, he's just speed walking up those stairs. Or certainly you've seen him eat before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's like the human garbage disposal there. Oh, it's just it's just gone. Just all goes in and you turn it around and it churns up and down the, down the hatch. Which is just perfect for radio, by the way. I remember when I used to produce DJ and PK, we'd go get breakfast from time to time. These big old breakfast sandwiches, man. It would take me half the morning to eat it. In the break, DJ's just like, well, it's got to go down. Here we go. He's like the owl in the old blow pop commercial. (laughs) A one, a two, a three. It's gone. Oh, just gone. So anyway, DJ will be- uh, And yes, I too have been cornered by DJ. (laughs) Is that what you're getting at? uh, I think- When he's determined to tell you something, you're going to hear it. Oh, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. And it's going to be in extreme detail. And sometimes, at times, very close. (laughs) <laughs> well, he's determined, man. He's going to get his point across. That's what he does. He's David James. Uh, but seriously, uh, when DJ gets here, a big thanks to him for helping us fill in. Uh, the Jazz lose to the Lakers on Friday and then bounce back and beat the Kings on Saturday, uh, Austin. And uh, listen, the Lakers are going to be better than the Kings. And they played the, the Lakers in L.A., and, and no doubt that that was, uh, the, that was a tougher test. However, the way that the Jazz played – was not void of optimism on Friday. And then on Saturday, I thought we got a glimpse of, of the the type of complete performance that this Jazz uh, team is capable of giving. Mike Conley, not good on Friday night. He was good on Saturday. Uh, obviously, uh, Boyan did not play because of the ankle on Friday. Grits it out, plays on Saturday, and is just a, an absolute stud. 26 points, uh, 5 of 9 from 3, 10 of 18 from the floor, and is just a rock star. Hi, DJ. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I just ran up the stairs. I can barely breathe. I, I might know. have a heart attack. I know we did. We, we I ran. know neither one of you will give me CPR and mouth to mouth. I'll just die. <laughs> Listen, I, we saw you, admittedly. Uh, uh, Jogging, w- trying to hold on to my stuff while talking on a phone. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and we just were talking about how anything, and, and I admire this about you, anything that you do, you do with uh, determination. And that, ah! that includes walking across the courtyard. That includes radio, it, TV. It doesn't look like it. And maybe it's died down, but it was really windy when I was out there. It actually looked windy. Yeah. <laughs> it, looked, it doesn't now, though. Hold it on. looked really windy uh, out there. But no, hey, thank, thank you for coming in. It's no good problem. to see you. I really appreciate it. Uh, Gordon, poor Gordon. Talk to him a little bit today. He's he's struggling. Had, he's had uh, my daughter's been sick. A rough few days. So, yeah, you were telling me about yeah, that. It's a similar deal. There's something going around, and it always creeps up at the at the worst time. You guys were were on vacation. That's we a, were. That's a huge bummer. She doing all right now? She feeling better? Back to school. Good. Back at it. Uh, what was the major difference in your mind between Friday and Saturday? Quality of the opponent. 
You think it was all that? Quality of the opponent. See, I think they that they moved the ball so much better on Saturday. I thought it looked like it's the offense. It's easier to move the ball because of the quality of the opponent. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm not saying that there I, wasn't a little bit of that in there, but it just— it, There was probably—I would probably say there's probably a little more determination. They were ticked that they lost and that they lost the way they did, and they're going to— Typically, if you have a pretty good team and it happens to you and you're disappointed, you want to take it out on the next team you see, and it turns out you're both back-to-back, you're at home, and they're not as good as you, so it makes it easier to take it out on them. It does. And, but I thought they played pretty well defensively against the Lakers. They got lebron a little bit. Uh, shocker, they don't have somebody who can take LeBron out of the game one-on-one, but who does, really, right? But the defense overall against the Lakers was pretty good. Anthony Davis did the majority of his damage in the first half, made a nice adjustment on him. I think that's kind of how it's going to go with him. Um, he's still kind of young to be a big-time closer in the league. I don't think there's anything on his resume right now that says, I am a big-time closer. LeBron has closed and has won big games and playoff series and conference championships and NBA titles. and So I think what LeBron needs at this point is to do less work and let AD do that and then come in and seal the deal, but not have to carry the team like he did in Cleveland for years, quarter after quarter, game after game, week after week. Like Have some quarters you can take off because AD's feeling it. Well, and and this I've I've run this past a couple of people. Um, it's going to be fun to watch LeBron because he has to kiss Anthony Davis's butt a little bit uh-huh. because he's going to be a free agent in a year. And for yep. the first for the first time in his career, LeBron has to kind of you know we've heard it already, right? This is Anthony Davis's team. I I'm going to take a backseat role. This is all about Anthony Davis. We've heard it, right? So in that first half, to your point. In the first half, LeBron's going to make sure AD gets his stats. Make yeah, sure he gets his. Absolutely, I think it's a win-win. Yeah, and then, you got to keep AD happy to sign him. You're spot on with that. That's 100 percent on the mark. And LeBron doesn't need to be going 100 percent full tilt, 37 minutes a night, 80 games a year. He doesn't need to do that. Well, one thing I did think, and Locke's done a good job pointing this out, that was interesting about Saturday night, is um, Coach Snyder in the game plan wanted uh, the ball in Mike Conley's hands a lot more. If it was um, if it was uh, coming out of the basket, David, they were giving it to Mike Conley. Now, he wants everybody outside of Rudy to run on in transition, right? If you get the ball, go. But coming out of the basket, they gave it to Conley. Conley had a little bit more of a comfortable role because that's what his role was at Memphis. And I thought he played much better, much, much better on Saturday than he did on Friday. I think that um, we all want to desperately make big decisions about the NBA. And there's been a lot of change. There were a lot of guys changing teams, right? Houston had a major change. I mean, Westbrook, that's, that's a huge change. The Jazz have had several changes. Portland changed the whole front court. Kept the two guards together, but changed the whole front court. The Lakers bringing in AD and basically backing up the truck and moving half the roster to get him. So they've got a ton of changes. Clippers have a ton of changes. The Warriors, I think what you think the Warriors lost probably four of their top eight players yep. between injuries, free agency, retirement, move, you know, Igadala goes, um, Livingston retires, Durant goes, Clay Thompson's hurt. So four of the top eight. They've had major changes. Okay. Denver. Denver relatively status quo. Added Jeremy Grant. Very nice player. Okay, but you're going to add add one or two guys. right? When you start getting to 
three of your top six, four of your top eight major changes. So I think it's going to take a while for all of this to shake out. I think some of the teams that look bad are going to get better. Some of the teams that look good are going to get worse. Uh, Booner told me a long time ago when uh, he and I were doing the radio show together, hey, get to the first of the year. Let's get 25 or 30 games into it. Let's have all these good players and all these good coaches get a second crack. The first time, they may struggle with you not realizing exactly what you're doing. But give them a second time around the league, and let's see if the league starts to catch up to. Either you fix stuff you're struggling, or the rest of the league catches up to stuff you're doing well. And so, you know, we need a shakedown cruise here. All right, one uh, little piece of jazz news coming out this afternoon, DJ. Uh, the Jazz announced that the team has assigned guard Mie Oni to the Salt Lake City Stars. Not a surprise, as the Stars started camp today. So I'm sure they just want Mie to go down and, and just get more work in. He has played uh, in games this season, but uh, they think highly of him, and I'm sure they just want to get him on the basketball floor as, as much as possible, and that includes in kind of a camp setting. I think we've seen flashes out of him. I'm interested to see if he ends up on the – it's a little different path, but if he ends up on the uh, Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, low expectations – improvement, more improvement, hey, look, still more improvement, hey, wait, we might have something here, hey, you're in the rotation, hey, you're playing 30 minutes, you know, that kind of progression with him. Well, I'll tell you what, he has the athleticism and the build for that potential. I mean, he's not, you, you see some of these young players, DJ, and you immediately think like, well, you, you probably ought to put on a little weight. It's going to be long. It's going to be tough for you. Like um, Shea Gilgis Alexander for Oklahoma City. I was going to say like Rudy Gobert, but okay. Rudy. Back in the day, right? Yeah, Yeah, you just look and go, Gordon Hayward. Mm -hmm. I mean, he looked like a little kid his rookie year, you know? And uh, that's not the case with Mie. He's got, uh, it, it wasn't the case with Donovan Mitchell either. You know, they came in with the athleticism and the build. That's one thing you don't have to worry about. Now you just hone those skills, right? Yes, and I think the other thing is that uh, Ricky Rubio is going to go tonight. He is going to go tonight. He's going to play. I'm looking at it online from Arizona right now, which doesn't surprise me. I figured he always wanted to, and it was described as a contusion. And, you know, it's back-to-back, and they're not sure. Why don't we let that settle down, let some swelling subside? But two days of treatments and not playing on it, you know he wants to play against his old team. Of course he Everybody does. wants to stick it. You didn't want me? I'm going for a career high. It's an old story. And he's actually randomly a pretty good fit down there in Phoenix. He 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 fills well, the void you know, or what they exactly what they needed. BK literally reads that thing every day. The the websites down there. He read I, I, that thing as if it was still a newspaper. But uh, the websites down there. There's actually two that he reads. Um, and he's saying, you know, the the we were talking about this one morning. He said the thing about Rubio is that. He's got his strengths and he's got his flaws, right? And we went through all of those when he was here. Uh, but what it means in Phoenix is an upgrade because what they had was nothing. Was, seriously, <laughs> was literally nothing. nothing. Yeah, right. You're like, well, he doesn't shoot it that well. Well, guess what? They weren't shooting it that well at that spot anyway, so it's not going to set them back any. But leadership, veteran presence, poise, pass the ball, see the court, break down defenses, put them in a scramble, find the open guy. Get get they they've got a good score in Booker. What if they had someone who got Booker easy shots? Well, right, I, that would only be a plus. You know. Set a good example. Exactly. I mean, there stuff. there were a lot of good things about Ricky Rubio here with the Jazz. Shooting just wasn't one of them. 
everything else was pretty pretty right. darn solid. All right, want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car to curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. Diamond Airport Parking. More next on The Big Show. DJ filling in 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.